Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week, and we get to know our guest. It is episode 105 of the Weekly Cooldown. It is September 18th. Let's get into the headlines. I've got a I've got a cool guest here who and we're going to talk about like all all kind of crazy shit. So let's get into the headlines and uh let's let's do it. So to start in some new updates between the legal battle with Apple and Epic Games, Fortnite, both the Battle Royale and the Save the World modes will no longer be receiving any updates on Mac computers. Epic said that Apple is not allowing updates from Epic. Epic said that due to Apple not allowing these patches for the game, the upcoming release will result in bugs for players and a, quote, very poor experience. The Save the World version of the game will no longer be playable on Mac operating systems as of September 23rd, according to Epic Games. But the Battle Royale version should still remain playable, if not a big a bit buggy per the statement from epic games epic also said that it will issue refunds to players who purchased the save the world founders or starter pack and have played the game on mac computers between september 17th 2019 and september 17th 2020 warner brothers studio is the studio behind the new harry potter video game hogwarts legacy which will debut on next gen consoles and pc And they've recently come out to tell fans that the author of the Harry Potter series, J.K. Rowling, is not directly involved in the creation of the game. Recently, over the past few years, J.K. Rowling has come under fire for her views on trans people. That has made something of a name, and she's made something of a name of herself for being something of a trans exclusionary radical feminist. In a frequently asked questions post that was posted on WB Games support forum, the studio addresses the question of J.K. Rowling's involvement by telling players that she is not involved in the creation. However, her, quote, body of writing is the foundation of all projects in the Wizarding World. The FAQ says that Rowling is supportive of the creation of the game and that she has entrusted the studio with the making of the game. The FAQ does not address what, if any, financial compensations Rowling may receive. However, we do know that the author still profits from royalties earned from any projects within the Wizarding World universe. A Nintendo Direct mini showcase uh, was shown off on Thursday morning, and it showed off a ton of new video games in a 15-minute long presentation, including two new Monster Hunter titles, Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter stories too that's a mouthful rise gave players a glimpse at a new companion a giant wolf or dog companion to go alongside your regular cat companion players are given the ability to ride around the world using the dog companion as a mount additionally we got a look at some other games like a cardio based boxing game fitness boxing 2 disgaea 6 defiance of destiny Empire of Sin, which is a 1920s Chicago-based tactics video game, Sniper Elite 4, Balan Wonderworld, a game from the, uh, some of the creators behind Nights into Dreams and Sonic, Rune Factory 5, and a few more other games. So it was really, really just a jam-packed 15 minutes for Switch players. 
And finally, a new Fall Guys update introduces a new anti-cheating system for PC, dynamic new variations of some of the rounds that are already in the games, and a new round known as Big Gitas. Developer Mediatonic has dubbed this the Big Gitas and Anti-Cheatus update, with only a few weeks until the second season of the Battle Royale game. Mediatonic is hoping to address some of the rampant cheating that has been driving some players away from the game with this update, and additionally adding some stability and variety to their now-hit video game. And those are just some of the biggest headlines this week. If you want to chat about any of these headlines, or you have some comments you want to make, tweet at me at Gaming or at WKCooldown, or join us on Discord, and let's chat all about it. Also, be sure to check out for the question of the week. That, those are happening again. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let us know what you think, and we'll read it right here on the show, and we'll we'll answer those questions along with you. Some of them are really hard-hitting questions, and others are like, hey, which which one sounds better, red or blue? Um, in my opinion, it's red, because I like, I like Charizard. Don't you like mm-hmm. Charizard? I like Charizard. Yeah, I like Charizard. Charizard's pretty fucking cool, actually. He's a big dragon, and he yep. just shoots fire. He's, like, cool as hell. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Hello, I'm Charizard. Although, he's in too many games, and the other other peeps don't get any love. So, I do kind of, like, side-eye the Charizard people. And I'm like, listen here. Do you think that we were supposed to pronounce Blastoise like Blastoise? Cause, I mean, isn't that how they say it? Well, yeah, but think about it. Blastoise, Blast Tortoise. Oh, so you think it was supposed to be Blast? Blastis, I guess. Blastis. I mean, that sounds bad, but I like it. it's it sounds like crap. But I mean, if you actually logically look at what they're doing, it's like, well, yeah. is that what you meant? I get what you're saying, but I hate it. <laughs> that's um, totally under. That's why no one calls him that. <laughs> Who are you? Introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? My name's Jordan. I am from. The uh, I am from Shonen Flop, which is a podcast about canceled manga. Mm. We had David from Shonen Flop. Hmm. David. Yes. Yes, David. I felt like I said the wrong name for a moment. <laughs> no, his name's David. David from Shonen Flop. Uh, on For our 100th episode, he helped us ring in the 100th episode we did not have cake that episode it made me sad that he brought it up he brought it up and he made me sad well it's a gamer podcast so the cake's a lie oh come on you're right come on you're right about that i think you'll find that that's about the the last time my uh gamer expertise was relevant Mm -hmm. was when (laughs) that joke was relevant sure 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 (laughs) i was telling you earlier i've never played fall guys yeah, but you should. I've never played Fortnite, man. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's relatable. I get that. Yeah. You don't need to play that. Right now, my mom has been playing Fortnite with my nephews. Oh, I'm hang on a moment. so confused. Yeah. Now I think you do need to play it. I guess I do. Yeah, just to kind of like, your mom's playing it. You got to play it too, because... Now she's cooler than you, I'm sorry. I, I guess so, to my nephews, absolutely. Yeah, she's she's one-upping you. <laughs> um, so, as we always ask all of our guests on this show, we need to know, what have you been playing this week? Oh man, well, I've been playing a lot of Dead Cells, mm. which I just think is a dope game. So, like, I got Breath of the Wild, and I was obsessed with that for a while, and mm. then I got 
Mario Odyssey and then Dead Cells, which meant that I means that I have not touched Mario Odyssey because Dead Cells is so good. Mm-hmm. So you you've been uh you've been doing the Switch thing. Oh yeah, I got a I got a little Switch Lite. Mm. It's been keeping me company throughout quarantine. Did you get it like in the early days of said quarantine? Y- yes. When yes. uh all the quote unquote real switches were taken. Mm. It was it was tough for a <laughs> it was t- tough for a pimp. It was tough for <laughs> switch players uh to huh? to get the or or people who wanted a twitch or twitch people <laughs> who wanted a switch rather it was it was hard for us out here um yeah we really wanted to get in on all the the animal crossing fun especially at the it's time hard out here for switch <laughs> well that's cool um what do you think of dead cells how's it how's it hold up it's pr- it's sick i mean i'm a I'm kind of a fan of like uh, platforming roguelikes and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I played a lot of Rogue Legacy, and I played a lot of um, Shovel Knight. Well, Shovel Knight's not a roguelike, but that it's a still a platformer, I guess. But this game is so much better than Rogue Legacy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Rogue Legacy! After a while, it, you just got so sick of like the uh, of the environments. But Dead Cells environments look really cool. Yeah. I I actually thought the, like the background motifs for each level were, the best parts of that game. <laughs> yeah, like everything else is really good, but you know you play kind of one quote unquote Metroidvania, which is what people call it for some reason. Oh yeah, and you know you get the you get the logistics of it eventually, but then you like notice the backgrounds and you're like, oh okay, this is a different game. <laughs> They put so much thought into it, is, like, the difference. There's so much, like... I feel like this game has incredibly deep lore when you, like, start reading into the little bits you get, which Mm -hmm. I haven't done. But it it definitely feels... And it feels very smart, too. Um, Sure. Just and clever and how that stuff's laid out. Um, But, yeah, so, so you've played it? I've played a bit of it. I have not gone through the entire game, um, but I did enjoy what I was playing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I could not tell you a whole lot about it, but I did. I did enjoy it. That's cool. It, it was quite good. I do Most love, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do love those Metroidvanias. I think mm-hmm. they're so cool. It's a. It's not really a. I, I don't want to call it like a niche uh, genre, but it's definitely one of those things where it has like. A, a, a certain kind of fan base not that that's a bad thing but it's like certain people definitely gravitate especially toward quote-unquote metroidvanias <laughs> yeah no totally i mean it's like a subgenre. it's like heavy right. metal and i love metal so i guess maybe that's why i love metroidvanias because you like heavy metal yeah heavy metal heavy metal do you know that there is a heavy metal based doom shooter coming out um you mean you say doom shooter you mean like the game doom yeah it is as it is similar to doom but the premise of the game is that you shoot based on it's like a rhythm game too Mm. so it's like a rhythm game first person shooter and it's all heavy metal music that's pretty sick but i also have to ask you say doom 
which Doom are you talking about? Because I do not have a computer that can run Doom 2016. Uh -oh. So all the Doom that I've played is Doom from like 20, 30 years ago. Uh-oh. Which I love. Doom modding. Like the Doom community around like the modding community mm -hmm. is the most incredible modding community possibly out there. Like the shit yeah. they've done with that game series is incredible. Well, this game called Metal Hellsinger is a rhythm FPS and it is coming to the PlayStation 5. Oh, I or the that. PlayStation 4. So Ooh. you can have your chance in 2021 to play Metal Hellsinger. Do they have a track list? I don't know. Um, I don't know who does the music for it, but I think it's a, an original soundtrack. Oh, cool. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's an original soundtrack. So you basically are like a, you know, you're a demon slayer, but you shoot to the beat of the of the heavy metal music, and I absolutely <laughs> adore that. God, I love, I love that. It's um, wonderful. I know somebody who was in the Doom Eternal Hell Choir. Where they just got a bunch of heavy metal musicians to just go like, ooh. That's awesome. It was great. Wonderful. <laughs> um, I did find one article here that says some new music is coming from bands such as Trivium, Arch oh. Enemy, and Dark Tranquility. Dark Tranquility. There we go. Okay. Because, like, mm, here's the thing. Trivium and Arch Enemy, I'm kind of like... Mm, I really only like early version, like those bands' early mm -hmm. work. Especially Trivium has like one album that I care about. Mm -hmm. um, whereas like Arch Enemy, um, I met their, I, I weirdly met their current singer at like an Alestorm con, like concert, like mm -hmm. ten years ago or something, um, when she was in the Agonist. Uh, and then I saw Dark Tranquility a few years ago. They're still really good. So that all that all means there stuff to me. I just you, you know look. I I don't know much about current gaming news, so I gotta flex the the knowledge that I have. But right. Start talking about music, and then Jordan's here for ya. Start talking about death metal, and I'm here for death ya. metal in particular. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Briefly tell us more about. Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump? Shonen That's not Flop. What I meant to say. Shonen I can tell Flop. you more about Shonen Jump. But no, so Shonen Flop is a podcast where me and my co-host, uh, David Weinberger, uh, we read manga that was produced in Shonen Jump, which never really got a following. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when you think Shonen Jump, you think like One Piece and Naruto and stuff like that. But like a lot of that stuff just kind of puts out 20 chapters, gets nothing gets like no popularity and then just disappears mm -hmm. so we read that and then we kind of determine did this deserve to get cut did it not you know mm -hmm. and then it's interesting that we have a perry potter headline this week because our most recent episode was it was actually a little different it's a special episode where instead of talking about a manga that like didn't get cut Mm -hmm. We're highlighting a manga that we actually enjoy and want to make sure it doesn't get cut called Mashla, which is, it's basically uh, if One Punch Man went to Hogwarts. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It's great. It Like the premise is basically this, this kid 
who can't do any magic goes to the school that is literally Hogwarts. And, but he's just so buff and he just works out so much. And he's so strong that he just fakes having powers. Hmm. It's great. I like this. I like this a lot. It's hilarious. It's, it's fucking great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, we've learned so much about Jordan today. But now we must get to the stories. But before we get to the stories, we have to take a break because talking is hard. So we'll be right back <laughs> with more show. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Daniel. I'm Holly. And we are the host of Murd Up, a murder story podcast. It's just me reading murder stories to Daniel that he knows nothing about. Nothing at all. Like Jon Snow. So I'm just like, uh, what? And are you serious? And a whole lot more. It's one case per episode, and it comes out every Monday. You do not have to be a true crime fan to enjoy. That's right. I'm not. Yes. But I, uh, I enjoy it. But if you are a true crime fan... That works too. There it is. Murder Up Mondays. MurderUpPodcast.com. See ya. Peace. Good morning, Agent Phillips. In a time when things are at their bleak, a terrorist could shut down airport control towers or nuclear power plants. When villains threaten every corner of the globe. Some of the most dangerous people in the world. Only one man has the skills, the wit, and the talent to save us all. The greatest man who ever lived. Secret Agent Chet Phillips. Chet. Where is Jet Phillips? You know what? Nope. 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 I don't even want to hear the rest. For the first time in agency history, Agent Phillips has declined a mission. Yes! Mission rejected. The adventures of the world's most secret agents. The backups. Skip Granger, master of the code word. Why don't blind people go skydiving? Because it frightens the dog. Mackenzie McGrath, computer genius and identity thief. I'd also like to just point out that my part in your plan seems to be to use $5 million worth of state-of-the-art equipment to change a postage stamp. Bowden Moncrief, actor and master in person. You know, I heard from my agent that they're interested in me for the 12th Angry Man at the Don Rickles Dinner Arena. Gloria, former White House intern. Do you see the tiny dots on the coffee cups? It's a ternary code I invented. This one's Earl Grey with half and half. When the hero doesn't want to help, they're the world's only hope. Any questions? Uh, yes. Are these assignments gonna just keep getting more and more terrible? Mission Rejected is a monthly full-cast comedy adventure. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. So, it is finally time for us to get into the stories, which means it is finally time for us to have the PS5 discussion. Because it happened. We finally know. We finally know how much the PS5 is going to cost. (laughs) Thanks to a showcase event that happened this Wednesday. For Americans and the almighty dollar, the PS5 will cost $499.00 for the standard version, and 399 for the digital. In addition to getting a look at the price points, we also got a look at a ton of games, including 
Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and uh, tons more, honestly. Resident Evil 8 was in there, and I was very happy. Uh, plus a very Ooh. tiny sneak peek uh, look at the God of War sequel, uh, which people think may be called Ragnarok, but we don't know yet. Um, Sony also seems to be including the PlayStation Plus collection, a perk for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Um, to get access to a library of PS4 games, including God of War, Days Gone, Final Fantasy XV, Monster Hunter World, and more. Hopefully more. Yeah. There was a lot of good PS4 games that I did not get access to because I did not get a PS4. Me neither. But hey, you know what? We're doing it. We're living our best life, and maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a PS5. I just want to say, I really hate how when they how they just do this thing where they like reboot series now and just don't include a number like God of War. Oh, that's God of War sure. Four. Okay, yeah. it's... I played God of War one through three. Yeah, do I not matter to you? A, that's a that's like God of War Rebirth or something like that. Yeah, you have to put like a moniker or something on it so we know what the fuck is going on. Absolutely. And I really hope they don't call it Ragnarok because Ragnarok is the most generic Norse title that you yeah. can give like a game Days based on Norse or something. Mythology. Yeah. Ragnarok yeah. Earth Explody. Yeah, I mean it's one of the I mean I get it cuz it's one of the few really cool words that people know from Norse mythology. Sure. Just one, sounds cool. What what's the other word? Um Valhalla? There you go. That's the two. Um, <laughs> which one are you more likely to get? The PS5 or the Xbox? PS5, just because, I mean, I've always leaned way more Sony mm-hmm. than, like, Microsoft. I, yeah. I never had a... I never had a, an Xbox, like, the original. I have to say Xbox original now. I can't say Xbox One. Thanks, Microsoft. Um, Terrible. Uh, I, I never had a... It, I never had the uh, Xbox original uh, because I didn't want to play Halo, and that was the only game you worth playing. <laughs> sure, that's that's pretty true. I wasn't really into the Halo thing at all for Xbox, but I did like Gears of War for the 360, so I ended up getting that. And then for this current gen that we're in, that we're just about to leave... I just didn't feel like I needed any console, so I didn't get one. But now I kind of regret it because I missed out on, like, The Last of Us hype and, you know, like, a lot of different first-party hypey games I just yeah. missed out on, and I I feel bad about it. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I've been... I'm always, like, a generation behind just because I'm, I'm broke. Um, that is also fair. Yeah, like... I was getting PS2 games when the PS3 was out. Like, I have more... I still have more PS2 games than PS3 games. Um, also, speaking of which, though, mm-hmm. there's something so funny to me about how... I don't... Do you think Sony will ever put out a console that costs $600 again? Which or, one was it? Which one cost $600? Oh, the PS3. Oh, did it? Oh, that was like a huge meme where it was like... Nobody could even believe that Sony had the balls to, to just charge six hundred bucks for oh, yeah. the PS3. It is. But they did. It. They do seem to like want 
to make another console that is worthy of costing $600, but they can't quite seem to justify it anymore. No. Um, I thought it was the 4 for some reason, but I didn't remember it being that expensive. But no, um, I'm kind of glad that uh, the standard um, copies or the standard editions for the PlayStation and for the Xbox are both the same because that makes that makes making the decision down to uh at least for me which do i want more rather than i'm gonna get this one because it's cheaper um Mm. although i will say that the enticing thing about the xbox series x or s is that you can pay monthly for it which i i am a slut for subscriptions so i would gladly do that for microsoft but also i'm not super interested in anything exclusive on xbox this time around and i'm very interested in some of the exclusives for playstation so i'm like oh no what do i do what do i do so we'll flip a coin maybe (laughs) well i feel like the problem with microsoft has always been like that they're uh i mean they have pcs they have windows so i feel like they're always just, well, why wouldn't we port it to the Windows or something? That Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the, like, unincentive for me is that I already have Xbox Games Pass on my computer, so I truly have no reason to get it. Exactly. <laughs> unless I wanted, Unless I wanted, like, some very specific exclusive that's only going to be on the Xbox, but that's that's pretty rare for me. That's That's not like me at all. Yeah. I mean, to me... You buy an Xbox because you just want a you want to make sure that you have a computer that can play those games, you know? Yeah, right. Like instead of buying like an all-in-one business computer or a whole gaming PC or whatever, it's in that sense there is sort of a cost-cutting measure to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's definitely going to be I think the selling point for people who don't have the PC if they, you know, if they want the xbox they can still get it on like a on a payment plan especially and that payment plan will include uh the xbox games pass so you i mean you barely have to like actually shell out for the games because they'll just be coming to you through the games pass anyway Um, that's pretty cool it's it's a interesting tactic and it's gonna be fun to see kind of who sells out the most and stuff like that yeah. Um, pre-orders for PlayStation 5 have already gone up. Xbox has not yet, as from what uh, I can tell here. So you keep saying, though, that like um, there's a payment plan. Is there a payment plan for the physical console, too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you pay, I think it's thirty four ninety nine for the standard and 29 or 24 I think it's twenty nine ninety nine for the digital. Um, and it comes with, uh, it, you pay that for 24 months, so you're technically playing a little over. Um, That's the, how it always is with yeah. uh, with layaway. Right. Um, but you do get access to the Xbox Games Pass. So, you, I mean, you basically get a console loaded up with games already um, for the price of 34 or 29.99 for 24 months. And yeah, and if you fuck up, it'll just ruin your credit. Yeah, well, that's also bad. <laughs> Don't be a good adult. Just buy X- it. Xbox, please ruin my credit. Thank you. Please ruin my credit. <laughs> um, 
We asked you on Twitter, with the price of the PS5 digital and physical versions now revealed, it is time for the big question. Are you getting a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox? Are you going digital or physical? And as a bonus, what game are you most excited about for the next generation? Orion at the Stoked Flame says, PS5, honestly, if the digital version has good storage space, then I'm definitely getting that. I'm not a physical copy type of person, and that's fair. I recently decided that I want to have, if not all, most of my games physical, if I can help it. So I've started actually buying like physical copies of Switch games and stuff like that when I can. Just because I I'm, I'm kind of miss the collecting um, and like owning those games, um, so I'm I'm probably gonna get a if I do get a PS5, it's probably gonna be the standard one. So I'm ready to dish out them five hundred dollars. It does feel good to have like physical media. Yeah, and you could like frame it later or something. <laughs> yeah, like it's obviously less practical. And, like, maybe less quote-unquote convenient, but it is nice to, like, hold something in your hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's the thing with the... It's the same thing with music and, like, vinyl and that stuff. Right. It's it's the collecting that's part of the fun. Oh, my God. Are cartridges going to be the new vinyl? Holy shit. Well, maybe not, because Nintendo still uses cartridges. They're like, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now I'm saying... I mean, they should have stopped using cartridges around the P- around the N64 time, but that's a whole other conversation. They're doing fine. Uh, let's see. George Diaz at Ready Set Fire One Two Three says PS5 got a PS4 and Xbone already does last gen games, so I'll get the Xbox much later. I'm looking forward to the Miles Morales game coming out. Give me that POC rep. Nice. That is definitely a a selling point for me. I watched, um, I wish I could remember the streamer's name, but I watched a streamer basically cry (laughs) over the representation for Miles Morales because it showed like Spanish Harlem and New York City and, you know, Puerto Rican flags. And it kind of hit home for me because, I mean, I I haven't been to Spanish Harlem in many years now, but I still remember going with my mother, and it's it's a wonderful feeling to see yourself in the game. It's totally true. I mean, you know, um, I mean, I'm Jewish, and there was a there was a scene in Into the Spider Verse that people a lot of people didn't notice, but it was confirmation that uh, people have been speculating for a long time that Peter Parker was Jewish. Mm-hmm where uh they showed his wedding and he smashed a he smashed a mm. uh, a glass and that's a jewish thing yeah that's yeah, cool so, we stand but, yeah but no i mean it's great mile that miles can uh you know bring that representation to people i think that's really awesome and and also that they you know kind of stepped out and really showed spanish harlem in a very nice positive way um because you know in in games that have either a setting in new york city or a setting in some kind of new york city-esque area they always show quote-unquote the hood as being like really bad like it's terrible um but they really took the time to show a nice 
very calm, very festive part of Spanish Harlem. Um, and I thought that was a, it was a really good touch, especially for the first uh, for the first trailer we got of like the gameplay. Um, it was nice to see. Yeah, that's really nice. I'm I'm glad that they're doing that, that they're going that route. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I do think that a lot of depictions of um, New York are based on like 80s action movies. Which yeah have terrible politics when you actually break down what you're watching and manhattan's always really cool looking and then you go to like maybe one other borough and it's like oh this place sucks though yeah (sighs) uh at sam nealon says ps5 just because i already have a ps4 library so i can't imagine moving to another platform uh he wants the physical because i still want to be able to watch movies uh now and have a couple physical ps4 games uh either final fantasy 16 or hitman 3 as his most excited most favorite games uh considering the teams behind them especially final fantasy 16 uh yeah so we recently actually find out uh, found out that uh the producer and i believe one of the developers or the director of 16 final fantasy 16 is also the producer and directors of final fantasy 14 um mm. which a, a, a shout out to the 14 community because i know a few of you listen to this show um and i i played 14 near religiously and i love that game and so yeah shout so out to that so does that mean that 16 is an mmo no, we don't think so. Okay. Um, it's definitely a story-driven thing, but you can... A, a lot of people I spoke to in the Final Fantasy XIV community um, definitely said that they felt the influence like immediately upon seeing uh, all the action. There's also um, a, de- a developer from the Devil May Cry 5 game who will be working on the combat for final fantasy 16 and you can really see the influence of devil may cry in that game as well so it's it's a really nice hodgepodge of like good people working on this game so there's a lot of hype for it that's pretty sick once again uh my tastes go back at least a generation the (laughs) devil may cry game that i play is devil may cry 3 uh if you think this is a better one you're wrong um (laughs) the uh uh i played some of Devil May Cry 4 and got sick of it. And that's, that's the last Devil May Cry game I've played. So I'm excited. Up. I've heard yeah. 5 is great. Yeah, I I haven't played it myself, but I've seen <clears throat> a lot of people uh, playing it. I've watched a ton of streams on it, and it just looks really amazing. And uh, if if there's even a modicum of that in Final Fantasy 16, it should be a really, really good Final Fantasy game. The main thing with... Uh with devil may cry is that if you watch somebody who really knows what they're doing play Mm -hmm. you will oh it's it's like a showstopper it's just like i didn't know you could even do that stuff Mm -hmm. in this game like what it's all the juggling and s triple s and yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah like uh devil may cry 4's dante is like the single most complex fighting or the, the single most complex action game character ever mm-hmm. let's see um, what else we've got two more and one i want to stop on that is super good um and will lead into some interesting conversation Kami jace do you play uh, have you played a lot of uh final fantasy games yes 
Too many. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? Uh, probably either 10 or 6. 6? Yeah. Yes. 6, six is, is good. Um, and I love the Warring Triad and uh, uh, Kafka and all that. It's it's just a wonderful... And it's a, it's a really good story, too. I like all that. Yeah. A lot of surprise twists in it. Um, great characters. Um, it's one of my faves. And then 10 is one of the first ones I actually played when I was um, uh, young enough to attack uh, RPG games and... Then I just kind of went backwards from there and decided, let's go play 9 and 8. And I, did, I have actually still not played 7. Um, I just don't do not do that. <laughs> don't go here. Um, but yeah, 6 is one of my faves. 6 is great. I've, mm-hmm. um, I think the only Final Fantasy game where I've beaten, like, I've beaten it from beginning to end is 4 for some reason. Mm. Uh, but 4 was pretty cool. 4 um, was cool. Uh, I love six too. Five and six are two of my faves. Um, I am a big defender of uh, 13's paradigm system. I think that was cool. Hmm. The game. It the... was like revolutionary. It definitely changed the 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 pace of Final Fantasy games from then on. Yeah, it was a very interesting way to streamline the combat like that. Mm-hmm. And then we just made a huge jump to 15, and then it's all downhill from there um <laughs> at wanderpuss says she is also going for the playstation going with the digital version because she's bought a whopping four physical ps4 games <laughs> um and to no one's surprise she is most uh excited for the horizon zero dawn sequel which is gonna gonna look real good on your playstation 5 um Ignis Actually... cat I actually just listened to the episode she was on, so oh, yeah? that's that's not a surprise to me. Oh, yeah. She's she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, at Scat says, PS5 for sure. Not decided on which version yet, but she is super excited for Final Fantasy 16 as well. Um, I know Ignascat, uh, being a big Final Fantasy 15 uh, fan, so I'm, I'm, I knew she would be excited for, mm. for 16. Um, and lastly, at Supreme Moose on Twitter says it's hard to get excited with all the timed exclusives out there. Sony is the most guilty of it, and Microsoft is offering a good deal with their digital Xbox being $100 less than Sony's. Despite PS5's timed exclusives being things I want, their crappy practices make me not want a PS5 at all. On that note, I'm probably most excited for a Final Fantasy 16, but I'll be fucked thrice before I buy a <laughs> PS5 just to have to get the game on PC later with more stuff. And that's a good point. Um, so we don't we don't actually know. So there's been a lot of flip flopping on whether or not Final Fantasy 16 is coming to PC. We know it probably is, um, but they you know it's probably a timed exclusive. Um, but the one thing that always happens is that with time exclusives, um, you know, they'll either add some DLC or some other kind of content to it to make it a more wholesome experience. And then mm-hmm. once it gets to PC, all that content is already included in the game or you could, you know, buy it outright and it's it's a better experience overall. 
Saga Singa Times exclusive is basically like they totally could put it on this platform, but there's like a contract preventing them from doing it for a certain yeah. period of time. Yeah, and yeah. usually they have to optimize the game for PC for some reason too, so right. it's better for them to put it off, I guess, um, in some way, shape, or form. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's a great point though. Um, Sony seems to be really going in the deep with the timed exclusives, with some exceptions. I mean, like, one of my um, anticipated games, Resident Evil uh, 8, should not mm. be a timed exclusive, I don't believe. Um, it should be out on every console. Um, so, it would, it, you know, that one obviously doesn't matter to me. But, like, Final Fantasy 16, I definitely feel like i want to get in as soon as it's out so i might go for a ps5 like right away um spider-man i definitely want to get because i i actually really adore spider-man as a superhero and i adore miles morales so i want to get in on that um as soon as it's out so there's a lot of sadly there's a lot of (laughs) exclusives that i really really want to get into um but that's a that's a good point. It sixteen will probably be on PC at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that Miles took off because like there's so many instances in like uh, in comics where uh, the people behind it are like, you know what, we're gonna switch the we're we're gonna change the person under the mask and mm-hmm. then just everybody hates it and they change it back. I'm really glad that Miles has like built up this fan base and meant this much yeah. to so many people I think we that's love great. we love superheroes we love them and we love them when they look like us sometimes yeah so there you go we're going to move on to the next story on our story list here and it involves twitch and their very bad not so good entire fucking month so <laughs> twitch has been having a pretty bad week slash month um starting first with announcements that twitch ads which uh allowed ads to be played over streamers at certain intervals would be starting testing um the ad would roll midstream while streamers were still playing and would run without the consent or knowledge of the streamer some users dug up details that show that the ad would run every 16 minutes or so Uh, The ads only ran on affiliate and partner channels, and if you were subscribed to the channel or you paid to subscribe to Twitch using Turbo, you were exempt from seeing them. Again, this was a test of the mid-roll ads controlled by Twitch, Um, so they have since uh, ended the test. Um, So now we know that they're probably not going to do it because there was a lot of negative backlash on that. Um, Mm -hmm. But aside from that, further... Earlier this week, Twitch announced two, uh, three new emotes in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, the emotes featured a blonde person wearing a sombrero, holding maracas, and a guitar. And uh, Twitch quickly got rid of those emotes after Ooh. backlash from the community. Yeah, I can see why. Can you enlighten me? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, lad. Well, typically, when you um, when you want to uh, support a the uh, heritage of a group of people, um, it's probably not the best idea to just take white people and have them wear stereotypical mm-hmm. uh, Mexican outfits. Yeah, we don't want Cinco de Mayo for our <laughs> like 
we don't we don't need the 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 typical American Cinco de Mayo celebrations as our emotes. No, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> it's probably not the best. Um, now that isn't to ignore, by the way, Mexican streamers or you know Mexican video gamers. Um, but I, from what I've seen, they were not happy with the representation either. Um, largely because, first of all, it's kind of the stereotypical what do you think of when you think of hispanic people thing um and then it's also like super tone deaf to have like a white looking old girl doing all this stuff instead of like you know someone with brown or black hair like most hispanics have um i mean as a a afro latinx person myself as a puerto rican (laughs) like honestly you could have just your emotes could have been a bunch of flags and it would have been fine (laughs) you could have put in (laughs) flags of like all the latin x hispanic countries that you know of and it would have been great um but instead you did this so cool yeah no i mean it's definitely like a white american's idea of what hispanic people are yes a white american's idea of hispanic heritage month yeah maracas <laughs> maracas and a sombrero i'm Jesus christ i'm full glad honestly that they did not like triple down on that and just start adding like food items and all kind of other stuff because i could imagine twitch would probably be on fire right now oh, honestly be awful um, in addition to that, though, again, they did the ads, um, which tons of viewers and and streamers were not happy about. Um, Twitch has just been kind of tone deaf recently, just not understanding what they should be giving to their players. Um, they did boast that the ads would go straight to the creators, so you the uh, creators would see that money. Um, but the, I mean, it didn't seem like the amounts were consistent or rather they were completely consistent. So affiliates and partners would get $3 and 50 cents per 1000 views, which seems kind of annoying because if you, if you, especially if you're a partner, um, you know, you've been kind of working at it and you have this following and you're only getting, this fraction per 1000 views um but then on top of that even if it is running every what 16 minutes or so that's not a lot of money every 16 minutes <laughs> not at all um even if you are streaming some people stream for like 8 hours a day it's their full time job that's that's not a lot <laughs> that just that also just sucks Right. Like every what every 16 minutes, like it's one thing if it's a video. I mean, that's it's annoying. It's annoying already when it's like a long YouTube video. But mm-hmm. if I'm streaming somebody, that means that that streamer has to be like, "Okay, hold on everybody. I have to pause or stop what I'm doing for like a little bit of time every 16 minutes." Oh, yeah. Or if, I mean, even if you didn't really know how, how long it took to, for the ads to pop up, what, what's happening instead is you're playing this game, the ad pops up, it mutes you and puts you into a little corner 
while the ad plays and like you know cool shit could be happening in in that time yeah um but instead we have to listen to i don't know what's a what's an ad all state farm no. Yeah, we both thought of insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> I think of State... I like the new Jake from State Farm, but that's all. Of course. He's, um, a, good, he's a good looking dude. I, I knew it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but um, I've been thinking about this recently, because ads, especially on YouTube, have just been getting completely ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. it's so weird. It's like... Um, like they're trying all these things to like force us against our will to just watch these ads and mm-hmm. they're supposed to be entertaining, but it's like, you're still forcing me to do this. Right. I don't want to watch this. It's, it's this really weird dynamic. I don't, I think there's something like very contradictory about it. Very, um, I, I mean, there's something very like, um, controlling about it it's very strange right no you're absolutely right about that um i just i want twitch to get with the program because since like even maybe even before uh the events in uh april may june with uh police brutality they've just been missing the mark every single step of the way um and i want them to get it right because they are they're the largest streaming platform if i'm not mistaken um probably right behind or in front of uh youtube gaming and facebook gaming um and i mean it's hard for people who are making a living out of this to 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 trust them but they keep you know they know that they're the only ones so what what are they gonna do jump ship and go somewhere else and try to take their followers who probably won't go <laughs> yeah it's it's frustrating and i want i want twitch to get it right it's re- it is really frustrating um especially because a lot of this shit just seems so preventable mm-hmm. it just seems like um you know like you guys are screwing everyone over just because just because i guess right. um I, I feel like they have to have at least one hispanic person who could have told them that this wasn't a good idea oh that's ridiculous yeah that was ridiculous that is absolutely insane <laughs> yeah and i feel like they had to have someone on their team who was like i don't know that ads is uh good right now especially in the way that we're doing it no let's test it anyway let's make a whole bunch of people upset like you gotta assume that like a company this big has like some kind of department that handles this shit right mm-hmm that, it's so weird, like, to make, like, an easy mistake like that. Right. Or an easy-to-avoid mistake, I guess is what I mean. Right. Uh, I don't know. Twitch, get it together, man. Yeah. Just get it together. Get it together, Twitch. Get it together, Twitch. I watch, like, one or two people on there get that shit together. I watch... We have so many Twitch streamers on this show, and I feel for them, and I want them to succeed, and I want them to do good, and I love them so much. Uh, Also, one of my favorite improv comedians is a Twitch streamer, too, so I want him to do great. I don't know that he's here. No. Um, Stav? John Patrick Cohen, JPC. There we go. Oh, from... um... Uh, what a time to be alive! That podcast. No, no, no. Alive. He's from. No, he's from Ray Riddle Riddle. 
Riddle. Yes. Hey, oh Riddle, Riddle. Right. See, it's oh, your you fault. You made me forget. I did. <laughs> I I knew he was did. from some podcast. JPC. Well, I just I just shouted out a bunch of people by accident, but that's yeah, okay. it's fine. <laughs> Visit those Twitch streams. All right. Speaking of plugging random people, we have to get to your plugs. So, uh, before we do that, though, I forgot about something. You have to give us a recommendation. Which game or games should my listeners be on the lookout for? Does it have to be a new game? Can it be an old game? Do whatever pleases your heart. Okay, so every time I get something, even remotely like a, like a platformer, I get to tell people to play a game. The game that I tell them to play is this is Panzer Dragoon Saga. Oh. Which is the only Saturn game I've ever given a shit about. <laughs> sure. It's also a big pain in the ass to emulate, which is why I'm telling people about it, because maybe if people care about it, they will remake it or re-release it somewhere so I can actually play it without jumping through all these hoops to well, like get an emulator running, because it's a cool-as-fuck game. I might have some news for you. What? About Panzer Dragoon. Let oh. us make sure that I'm correct. First of all, there is a Panzer Dragoon video game coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Yes, but it is not Panzer Dragoon Saga. Got and it. that game is so different from the other Panzer Dragoons. Got it's it, an it, RPG. It. Oh. If, if you want to read a story of total mismanagement, read how Panzer Dragoon Saga, and just actually the entire end life of the Saturn is just a tale of complete business failure mm -hmm. on Sega's part. This game, they said it was going to be big. They It was supposed to be the Final Fantasy killer. And it but was it like... Wasn't. It was like one of the last games released on the Saturn. They only bought, they only sent over like 200 copies initially to America. So it's super rare if you want an English version. It's, it's just incredibly obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully some listeners here can make your dreams come true. Please, please make my dreams come true. Panzer Dragoon Saga has a... 95% like score. Yeah, because it's fucking good. <laughs> I've never played um, a game like it. It does shit that, like, I guess because it wasn't popular, it wound up not influencing a lot of people. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you can buy it brand new for $4,979.99. See, that's my problem. From some dude in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. So yeah. get get on that, get your five thousand dollars out, and let's get some pa Panzer Dragoon Saga on your Sega's ad. And, let's rock it. Or hope that Sega uh, releases mini platforms like everyone else has been doing, and maybe they'll release a Dreamcast one. I'd really enjoy that. Okay, thanks, Sega, for <laughs> listening. That oh, that would be cool. Yeah. A, a mini, a little Dreamcast like they did with the Genesis. Oh yeah. I would, well, that'd be kind of neat. I would buy the hell out of that. And it also has to come with the only games I played on it. So Sonic Adventure? Sonic Adventure. And also Fur Fighters, which was really good um, and stupid. Um, Vaguely remember. Oh, Power Stone is Power, Power Stone. Stone. Yep. Power Stone ruled. What was the other game that I liked? Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica's on it. Um, oh, so, Code Veronica, right. Yeah, put that on there. Um, a game by the name of dynamite cop which was not good but also very good 
Um, I've heard of that game. It's fantastically bad and (laughs) worth... uh, You get to, like, beat up a Kraken. It's great. You're just... It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Have you ever heard of Metal Wolf Chaos? Yes. Good. I... I gotta, I gotta look at it with my eyes. For it's two the seconds. game where uh, it's the Xbox game. It was only released in Japan, and the premise is that you are the president, and you mu- you are the president yes, of the United that's States, right. and you have to like, uh, and you get in a but, giant mech suit and defend America. Yeah, I do remember this, and it was, it was I, only released in Japan. I wanted so bad to play this game because someone had the like a copy somehow and it was like look at this game and i was like you give it to me right now but it was only for xbox and i did not have that only for xbox and only in japan and by the way if you want to see some funny voice acting look up metal wolf chaos Mm. Mm. it's a beautiful thing honestly now as i look it up it says that there may be a PS4 version. So I'm going to look into that later. Whoa. Um, That's earth-shattering news. We are going to, we're going to figure that out. It seems to be called Metal Wolf Chaos XD, um, <laughs> which is truly appropriate. Um, God, great. But it certainly looks like there is a PS4 version of this game published, of course, by From Software, makers of... Nice. Such games as it's Dark Souls, three D dot heroes, right? That's the game everybody thinks about when they think from software. No, three D dot heroes. I don't. Kingsfield. Mm. I know. I'm just fucking with you. Sekiro, <laughs> Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I uh, I'm actually going to recommend uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um. I've been playing more recently. You should come play with me. I'm a big nerd. And it's a it's a fantastic <laughs> game, honestly. Honestly, um, so yeah, come check us out on Final Fantasy fourteen. I play on Balmung. You don't have to play on Balmung. Just play on a on a data center or a server that is the same as Balmung, and uh, we'll we'll kick it old school. Uh, yeah. And finally, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet, and if you have anything else to plug, you can find me. On the podcast Shonen Flop, you can look it up through any podcatcher, or you can go to shonenflop.com, which I believe, uh, which I believe um, redirects to our to our Libsyn page. And also, we have a Twitter, which I'm about to look up the name of right now to make sure I get it right. Drumroll, please. Can't really do it. All right. Um, yeah, it's Cast. So yeah, um, Cast. So yeah, subscribe to our Twitter, please, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe listen to our podcast. Listen to the damn show. Yeah. Listen to the damn show. In addition, I also have a podcast that maybe one day I will release the third episode of called uh. Mission Ignition, which is about a terrible '90s TV show that only I remember, called Vampires. That's V-A-N-P-I-R-E-S. It's the fucking bizarre show. I feel it. I felt it. You don't even understand. I don't, but I I feel like I do. In a Um, way. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I want to plug. Perfecto. All right. Well, as always, you can find me at Jace Gaming on Twitter. You can find the Weekly Cooldown as well on Twitter at WKCooldown. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to leave a review or comment on Apple Podcasts, please. You know what? It does Again, you don't have to leave it on just Apple Podcasts, okay? You could subscribe on Spotify, on Stitcher, which is my podcatcher of choice. Uh, what else is there? Oh, you use pod, Stitcher. Pod cha- yeah, I'm a, I'm one of those guys. Uh, you, uh, uh Pod Chaser, um, is a, is a, I think it's Pod Chaser. <laughs> pod Chaser. Yes. I've been, I've been spending a lot more time on Pod Chaser. Um, they are wonderful and you could, uh, leave a review there. All, all of these things help the show. It helps me get recognized for the glorious uh, show host that i am so please yes. please leave a review as you deserve thank you very and much also it, like it really does help like i didn't oh. think it helped until i started a podcast and then yes. it turns out oh no this is actually incredibly like it helpful helps if you get, get noticed it helps you get listens it helps you get all the cool stuff that podcasters want and guess what i'm one of those guys so uh, <laughs> leave a review follow wherever you get your podcasts um be sure to check out the links in the description including of course our humble bundle for this week and be sure to support your favorite charities and support the show our logo and art is by corgian of doghouse esports follow him on twitter at doghouse corgian that's d-o-g-h-o-u-s-e-c-o-r-g-i-a-n on twitter our music is done. Our intro music is done by Zack Ryder of Captive Portal. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. I'm Jordan. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.